Sub motherfuckers, how you doing? It's Rory the motherfucking lion for uh, the Jungle Podcast episode four. Yeah, the first two episodes were last. It's like I'm doing like a BBC uh, series. You know how like they it takes like fucking two years for a fucking season ten to come out of some fucking Doctor Who shit. But uh, every two every year I'll do two episodes. I'll probably do three. I'll probably do more than that. I'll probably do a lot. I probably won't do any more after this. Who knows? No fucking idea. Uh, this is episode four. Thank you for tuning in live. Ha ha. And if you're not tuning in live, fuck you. We're not really going to be uh, talking about the, the live chat. So it's not going to be like you had to be there to experience it. It's all about just fucking getting into the nitty gritty. Now, on today's episode, I have... The homeless kiwi. <laughs> Sorry, you don't go by that, don't you? That's not your real uh, name. Of course, no. That, that's just what I am, not who I am. <laughs> right. So it's the Batman rule, isn't it? Exactly. You don't call him the Batman. You call him that Bat guy, or the the vigilante, or Shogun. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, for, I mean, you know what? Okay, let's just start here. I went on to your, you got a YouTube channel. It is a basic YouTube channel because the last time you posted there was a year ago and that was <laughs> that was a live stream that uh, you didn't actually post the live stream, but you you kind of edited together um, me versus Otterface. Yes. <laughs> that was a year ago. I know, right? Wow. Such a long time ago. <laughs> Shit. Um, so yes, uh, I mean you're, you're you're a Kiwi. I know, I know. Get it out. Do you want to um, apologise to people for yeah. your accent? Absolutely. I am so sorry that Rory is so difficult to understand people, but hopefully I'll be able to translate for you. Oh wait, no. What what were we doing? Ha ha ha! Shades have bad <laughs> accents. Oh. Ha, ha. oh. Oh wow, that's that's the uh, that's the Anzac spirit, isn't it? Exactly, <laughs> New Zealand, New Zealand versus no one. Yeah, exactly. We don't start wars because we know we can't win them. You don't start wars. You just look at them from <laughs> afar. Yeah, I was watching a YouTube video like last week, and uh, back when Australia was discovered, and you know how. Uh, we, you may not know this because you're not Australian, but <laughs> we we decided to have states and become a federation. New Zealand was actually a state. Like, no, New yeah. Zealand was actually part of New South Wales. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. I'm well, just that... gonna I'm just gonna pop over to Dubbo for a little bit and then just not even over the border. I'll just go overseas. <laughs> like, how long does it take to get from New Zealand to Australia? Like a like a month. Well, if, if you go by sea, it would uh, take a few weeks, yeah. Yeah, shit. How is that a fucking state? Well, not even a state. It was part of New South Wales. That's just mind-blowing. Oh, what's, what's even more funny is that there's the, the debate about who copied whose flag. Um, but Australia actually designed their flag, but New Zealand just couldn't be bothered changing the one we were given by Britain, and that's why our flag is the original, because we're just too lazy to actually make our own. We, yeah, <laughs> you can tell that you guys just traced it. 
<laughs> yeah, we, we we went a little bit further and didn't plagiarize it completely. Exactly. You guys are like, <laughs> eh, fuck it. We got Tom D on the road to fucking draw it. He's a good tracer. <laughs> that was my New Zealand accent. Yeah. You don't even know if it's me or, or him. Who is it? Is it Rory? Is, is it Rory? It's not Rory. Nah, bro. You gotta practice your manga here. Hey, bro. <laughs> Beach Dad's brew. So people uh, may not know this, but uh, you are a New Zealander living in Australia. Mm -hmm. Where whereabouts are you? I'm in Brisbane. Beautiful, yeah. sunny Brisbane. Now, do you have like an a, like a? I know what New Zealanders do. I know what they do. They come over here to steal the women and steal the jobs. And they do all that jazz because they think they're just so much better than us Australians. So were you kind of like living a lavish lifestyle over here? Well, I, I was until recently. Um, basically worked here for six years, um, numerous different jobs, but always employed because, of course, dirty Kiwis don't get any support from the government over here. So we have so to strange. look after ourselves. And that's like um, you, you and you get um, like New Zealanders can freely come to australia right exactly it's uh, called special a special class visa um which basically means that uh, we can get on a plane come over here and get a job straight away without having to go through immigration paperwork and that sort of thing but the problem um, is like if you come over here and you you know set up a life here you, you're not entitled to any government support exactly so in my situation um i was unfairly dismissed because of uh, an ailment that i was suffering from and was uh, it your accent yeah that too yeah. and then um two weeks after i lost my job i was illegally evicted from the house i was living at because i didn't actually know at the time that a landlord can't evict you if it's going to make you homeless he obviously knew that but uh failed to tell me and so it was literally two weeks from being gainfully employed to living on the street so that, hang on, I didn't know that. I didn't know that law. Like, land, like if a, if you're going to have nowhere else to live, yeah, they can't actually issue. They can't evict you. But they can't issue you the the papers of eviction. Exactly. Oh, there you go. Never. Yeah, if, <laughs> if I had have known that, I would have been in a better position to find other work and that sort of thing. But uh, of course, I didn't know that until I handed the keys back. And once you do that, uh, yeah. you basically got no recourse. Yeah, it's theirs. Yeah, wow. Shit. So where, <laughs> whereabouts are you? Are you living? Uh, literally, the city of Brisbane is my bedroom. That's not too uh, bad. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it could, a nice. It could view. be worse. It could be Adelaide. <laughs> exactly. I tell you what, I actually lucked out. If I was in any other city that I've lived, um, the winter months would have definitely been brutal yeah but, but winter in brisbane is like summer in auckland so i i did luck out in that part Shit. summer in auckland that would be depressing <laughs> would be, i mean that, that could it could be worse you could be living in a house in auckland uh yeah that's about on par <laughs> <laughs> man i'm like i'm like six hours south of brisbane and it's like the nights are pretty chilly the nights are pretty cold. Mm. Like the last week or so has been quite good. Last week was really nice, but there's a cold snap coming up from from the south. Yeah, that's going to come. 
Yeah, like, it's not me. Like I live in New South Wales. That that shit's coming from like Victoria. Victoria. Yeah, it's always their fault. And it's like that last cold snap of 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 winter, mm. even though it's spring. But it's kind of like that last hurrah. It's going to be fucking cold, apparently. Mm-hmm. How do you how do you get through the nights? Well, uh, fortunately, through uh, meeting a few of the volunteers that hand out free food and that sort of thing to the homeless, one of them was actually kind enough to give me a swag. Um, so uh, it's somewhat weatherproof, um, not designed for people over six foot tall. So I kind of have to fold myself in half to fit inside. But um, when and just I'm to there, just to sorry just to just to let the international people know, they didn't give him swagger. <laughs> they didn't give him swagger. No, Just, that's entirely natural. That is something different in that that does not <laughs> help you through a cold night. I mean, it, it could. It, it could. It could get you into somebody else's bed for the night, and that oh, definitely help. I was going to say into, <laughs> into their body, but, yeah, no, into their bed as well. I mean, they're not always mutually exclusive. <laughs> but a swag, a swag is kind of like, um, it's like a sleeping bag, but it's kind of, but a bit a little, more heavy duty. Yeah, a little, yeah, yeah, for the bush. Yeah. Yeah. And so, of course, I just jump inside that and when it gets cold. And, and funnily enough, on these mild nights, I can actually be in there in just shorts and a T-shirt and be comfortably warm. Yeah, that's so not too bad. That's, and that's pretty good. So where do you set it up? Um, wherever I find safe. Um, basically, park benches. Um areas where there's cctv so people don't steal my shit uh <laughs> yeah that's a good idea yeah you don't think of that type of thing mm, exactly uh, there's few things that you really appreciate until you don't have them and, and it's like just the the ability to go to sleep get eight hours sleep wake up and your stuff is still there <laughs> this, this is something i took for granted for all the years that i've been working and since then i wake up like hourly just to check my bag and check my shirt and yeah that's fun so would you get more sleep through like the the day like do you sleep through the day or do you use uh, no no basically i use the days to look for work um and there's a few homeless services like drop-in centers that i go to to um where you can like grab showers do washing that sort of thing so my days are, are quite full um if i can i'll grab like an hour shut eye but i also have the uh unsightly uh parasomnia i i sleep talk and uh <laughs> yeah you can imagine Jeez. being in a public place and <laughs> fast asleep and screaming at people as they walk by so <laughs> that would be hilarious to see oh yeah. man yeah huh. now, at, at, at night there's no one really around to hear it so that's that's fine <laughs> <laughs> Man, you you really would have to sleep away from from like residential areas, otherwise oh, yeah. people are going to think you're getting raped or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's 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 interesting. I I have been told that I once was um, shouting out maths answers to some quiz <laughs> I was having in my sleep. So yeah, that that would definitely confuse people. Forty eight, ninety two. What the hell is that? <laughs> that fucker is sleeping and doing calculus. What the fuck? Yep. You Brain do that even with your eyes closed. <laughs> Literally. Now, you're not the. Uh, where you're you're at a library at the moment. I am. Yes. Shit. So what's what's happening? Is anyone around you? 
Yeah, um, it's the state library, so there's always heaps of people about. There's some goofball next door that's laughing really too I just loud. heard him. He must be watching this. Could quite possibly be. Probably. Um, We've got eight but, viewers, so he could be one of eight. Oh, good Lord. Um, if you're listening, you're a dick. <laughs> that was him. That was a man. That was yeah, him. There, there you go. He loves it. But uh, yeah, it's it's usually quieter. But they've got some event going on where you get to meet authors or something downstairs. So there's like ten billion skill kids all talking at once. Yeah, sure. I think I think my auntie's there today. She's an author. She's a child's author. A chaucer. <laughs> I think that's what they call them. <laughs> she authors children. Right. That's just a mum, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. No, that's what she is. Sorry. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> um, so this whole thing with New Zealanders coming over to Australia and, and stealing our jobs and then, you know, making themselves at home and then getting the fuck kicked out of their jobs, then becoming homeless. Yeah. Is that... Uh, that's that's not rare. That that happens no, quite a bit. It's definitely definitely more common than you'd think. Um, my first week on the street, I met a fellow Kiwi. He's a qualified telecommunications engineer. Um, he hurt his back about six months ago. Uh, used all of his savings trying to get well again. Couldn't. And of course, with all of his savings gone, couldn't even afford to go back to New Zealand. So now he's living in the Parklands. I mean, that's, I mean, coming over here, when you first came over, how, like, how long have you been in Australia? Six years now. So when you first came here, did anyone tell you that this could actually happen? Like you could, have, you could literally be that broke that you can't even go home? Basically, I, it was never a thought that I had because I've always worked. Um, I've, I've never been in a situation where I'm summarily dismissed and then kicked out of my home two weeks later. That's just something that, that never happens. Um, and I mean, that, that doesn't really happen to anyone, so... Well, exactly. Um, and it, it, it was a shock to the system when I found out that even, like, the other organisations out there that are to help the homeless pretty much can't do anything because I'm a dirty Kiwi. And, you know, the the moment they, um, they find out that I'm a New Zealander, the the look on their face tells me everything I need to know. They know exactly how screwed I am because of the fact that the only option I have is to literally leave all of my possessions on the street for people to take, pack a, a bag that's no more than 13 kgs and get repatriated to New Zealand where until I get my first wins payment, which is still a month away, um, I would be homeless in New Zealand. So that's not even an option. Wow, they really do fuck you on that, don't they? Yeah, because they, you... ba they basically, they, they, it's a 13-week stand down if you lose your job, mm -hmm. um, and there's no ways around it. So uh, even if I was to go back to New Zealand today, I would literally be waiting outside Auckland Airport just for my first payment. Now, you, do you have family here in Australia? I do. Yes, um, my uh, sister was actually the reason why I first moved over to help her out with her, her boys and that. And unfortunately, uh, we had a bit of a falling out recently, um, <laughs> which, you know, long story short, it's sibling rivalry at its best. Um, but she's never really been in a position to help out more than like a couch for a few nights because her dipshit husband left her 
a while back. Um, so she's, you know, solo mum, raising two kids, so on and so forth. Uh, so yeah, her, her, her ability to help was already severely limited. And then I made the mistake of um, being honest. <laughs> and burning bridges. Exactly. Um, I mean, the, the, the olive leaf is there, but it, it requires her to at least apologize for what she said to me. Um, and she's my big sister. I've known her for a very long time. And the likelihood of that happening, pretty slow. I guess, I mean, if, you, if you're comfortable with what you're doing, and it sort of seems like you're making the best out of a bad situation, or not maybe not the best, but you're making an okay situation <laughs> out of a bad situation, yeah. then I guess if you can live like that, I guess you, you do have the option to turn down. You know, I mean, we, I mean you, everyone's got a bit of pride. Oh, yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, if you don't necessarily need to ask somebody for help, then it's probably easier oh, doing, was, doing things on your own. Yeah, no, I was definitely in a situation where I needed the help, but it was an unhealthy environment because this was just after I hurt my knee. Um, so basically, I'd only been at her place for about five minutes with my leg twice the size it normally is, no painkillers, and she was having one of her moments, shall we say. Um, and I made the mistake of saying, can we have five minutes of peace, please? And yeah, definitely the wrong thing to say while she was in one of those moods. Um, Never say that to a mum. <laughs> Never, yeah. ever say that yeah. to a mum. Yeah. Uh, but this is this has been the thing. Like Normally I, I tolerate it because, hell, you know, she's my, my sister and I do love her. Um, but I've done a bit of personal development since landing on the street and the one thing i won't tolerate now is people mistreating me it's just yeah it gets a bit beyond a joke when somebody's complaining about hard how hard their life is when their homeless brother is sitting right in front of them yeah that's, that's very that's very true i mean people really only see the the environment around them and they think most people think that they're in the worst situation on earth but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i mean i guess even in your situation there probably are people that are in worse situations than you absolutely absolutely i mean and the people who are in better in situations better situations are definitely in a better situation than <laughs> most people well exactly i mean there's there's kiwis that are on the street that aren't getting money but also they're struggling with alcoholism and drugs. Now, fortunately, I fought those demons a while ago while I was still employed, so I'm not having to contend with any of that side of things. Whereas um, that means that, you know, even the, the donations that I have been receiving through the GoFundMe, they've been sustaining me for months now, like literally keeping me alive. Whereas if I was still drinking and, and doing drugs and that, that would have been gone in less than a week for sure and you probably wouldn't even have gotten to this to the stage where you would set up that gofundme or, exactly. i mean you would have tried to find money e an easier way or, or a quicker way mm. have you thought about hooking <laughs> look if i had the body i'd already be doing it there's there's a market <laughs> out there for everything <laughs> It just it has, it has to do with the tolerance that you have of people. The clientele. Yeah. The clientele, <laughs> yes. 
Yes, I, I'd be worried about anybody willing to pay for me. So yeah, no, that's definitely off the table. You know, your gimmick, <laughs> your gimmick could be the the homeless blindfolded Kiwi. That means you don't have to see what's going on. They just <laughs> climb aboard anywhere because you're homeless. Anywhere in a bush, <laughs> on a train, anywhere. And then they just pop some money, just a donation, whatever they want. They, yep. you know, you know, when you go to a, a museum, you can just pay yeah. a donation. Just, you know, a couple of dollars into your little piggy bank to the side. Next person. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, let's just say it's it's definitely crossed my mind to do certain activities, but that's uh, that's one that's definitely off the list. At least. All right. But, well, uh, you know, I, I guess I'll cross that bridge when I get there. <laughs> And I'll see well, well I, I've seen right. I've seen you, buddy. You're you're a lot prettier than I am, so you'd at least get a few bucks. <laughs> yeah, but you don't know how low I would go. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, there there is actually uh, a community of Kiwis that keep themselves alive simply by breaking the law. Um, a lot of them deal drugs, steal, do whatever they can um, in order to keep themselves alive and, and looked after. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate that I haven't had to cross that line yet. Um, and I do say yet because with each passing day, um, you know, the, the money's running out that I've got through donations. Um, I still haven't been able to find a job. So I, I can't say that I'll never cross that line, but I'm doing everything I can not to because I've seen what happens in the moment you get a criminal record, your, your chances of getting employed are completely gone yeah so that makes it that much more difficult as well well let's let's take the opportunity now like if anybody's watching and not not only live but this is going to be on on my uh, channel just on my channel so if anybody's watching this post stream if you live in brisbane or you know anyone that does live in brisbane that can help a brother out definitely get in touch uh via his twitter do you want to give us your, i put the twitter handle in the uh description but if you yeah. want to say it as well oh yeah it's it's at shogun one two one two it's all caps um yeah so if you've got any leads of jobs or whatever you know sex <laughs> just go go to his twitter hit him yeah. up um and anyone else that's watching that does want to help a kiwi living on the street out uh definitely go to his gofundme uh, I've put that in the description as well. Mm, mm. Do you know that offhand? Well, it's it's helping homeless Kiwis in Brisbane. Yeah. So that's uh, is that the GoFundMe page. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's in the description. So click on that, donate some money, and that goes straight to you. Well, not only me. It's because um, the the fund is actually being started out because I'm one of those prideful people. I don't like asking for money myself, and so I'm actually using the money to help other Kiwis that I do know on the street, especially the the street kids, because a lot of them have abusive parents, and that's why they've ended up on the street. And if the Kiwis, there's no support structure there, they basically get taken back to their parents if they get caught. Um, so that, that's why the, the fund has been set up as well. Even once I, I get off the street myself, um, I can't just stop at me. I actually want to get all the Kiwis off the street because let's face it, it's, it's a bit of a travesty that there, there's a lot of people out there that have put their heart and soul into working over here and 
for them to end up in a situation like this is it's really not on. And is there a? <clears throat> I know there's there is that rule where you can come over here, easy done, set up, mm. contribute to our economy. Yep. But if you lose your job and you've set up your life, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. Is there? I mean, that's that's part of that's part of a, a whole law thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that really needs to change. Well, and the, the thing that, that gets me is that I could actually get myself off the street tomorrow if I had access to my super. Anybody else in Australia that's not a Kiwi, um, if they register for hardship with Centrelink, they get immediate access to, I think it's up to 10 grand of their super. If you're a Kiwi and you've arrived after 2001, you can't register with Centrelink, therefore you can't get access to your super. But you, you still contributed to your super. Oh yeah, thousands of dollars, literally thousands of dollars, just sitting what? there. Yeah. So what's the deal with the whole two thousand and one thing? Like that—that that was when the special class visa was amended. So basically, uh, long story short, um, Helen Clark, um, our wonderful prime minister at the time, got together with your fantastic chap, John Howard, uh, and they agreed to sharing uh, with New Zealand more of the Five Eyes spying information they had on New Zealanders if it were agreed that New Zealanders could no longer get the benefit. Of well, course, that seems was, fucking ripped off. Yeah, because basically a country is not really allowed to spy on their own people, but your neighbour is allowed to spy on them and then give you that information. That's what the Five Eyes network is. Yeah, I could have told you um, that. I spy on my neighbour all the time. <laughs> and the, the funniest thing is that uh, Aussies in New Zealand still get the benefit. Still get New Zealand they, benefits? Well, basically, Centrelink pays wins and then wins pays the Aussies. So, so, so you yeah, can't. So it's only one even, way. You can't even apply for, I don't know what New Zealand, what do you call Wins. the New Yeah, Working Income New Zealand. So, you, can you apply for that even though nope. you're here? No. Nope. So, what the fuck? That's really yeah. fucked. Exactly. That is really, really fucked. <laughs> It seems like it seems like the uh, you know the the bully kid has outbidded the the little weaker kid to getting their lunch money. So the bully has his own lunch money and the the kid's lunch money. Yep. Now the fucking little kid has nothing at all, <laughs> and yet he's doing the bully's homework. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Contributing to our economy. Yep. Paying into your super. For, for you not to access your super. So the only way that you can access your super is being on hardship, proving that you've got hardship is, you know, being on Centrelink and... Yeah. Yeah. What and the... that closed. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be something that the government can do. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, they could at least make it so that we can access our super, even if they still want to keep benefits closed. Um, I mean, because... For me to find work, I need to be able to have a shower every morning, have clean clothes, and have money to get public transport to wherever the interviews are and that sort of thing. That's all I need. Because once I've got a job, I can look after myself. That's that. I, I guess that's the same for any homeless person. I mean, they're, they're in a catch-22. They can't actually find work because they can't keep themselves 
in well, a, and that's, a good order. That's the real catch because there are a lot of homeless people out there that are earning between three and four hundred dollars a week on pension. Yeah, exactly. I mean that that that's the thing. That's something that homeless people here deal with. But I mean they've always got something. They've got their government to fall back on. Yeah. Exactly. Where a true, like a true homeless person is somebody that has no access to money at all mm-hmm. and no, no, no shelter or anything. So, I mean, fucking hell, <laughs> you are, you are a true Aussie. <laughs> That's what you are <laughs> living it in Australia like a true Aussie battler. Well, you know, I do try. <laughs> well, it seems like you don't try. That's the thing. No, you do. I'm just... Well, it's just like the the other night because there's a, a free um, free food van each night outside uh, the Roman Street Park, and so of course there's a big line for for that because it's not just homeless people; it's people that are doing it rough um, that aren't quite earning enough. They can get themselves a free meal, and this wonderful chap in his brand new HSV, you know, drives slowly past and screams out the window, "Get a job!" Of course, I retort. Do you have one for me? <laughs> if it was that easy. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, yeah, I would love one. But most employers, I, I actually failed to get a cleaning job last week because they were looking for someone, quote unquote, more stable. They couldn't, they couldn't say not homeless. <laughs> so they just said more stable. And do you, it, do you have to It's a fucking cleaning that? job. Do you have to well, disclose that? Well, no, the fact is that they were asking, you know, my availability um, and access to transport and that sort of thing. And I'm trying to be as honest as possible. And so I was straight up with them and said, look, I'm I'm trying to work my way off the street. That was pretty much the end of the interview as soon as I said it. The the tone changed. Everything changed. Oh, well, we're looking for someone more stable. In other words, they don't want somebody who's on the street. Well, they, there's a stigma with people on the street that, you know, the reason why you're on the street is because of either drugs or alcohol. I mean, that's exactly that's, that's the that's the first go to. I mean, otherwise, I mean, besides getting to explain why you're there and having the opportunity to explain why you're there. Yeah. I mean, they're they They've already got in their head that the conclusion. they've yep. already jumped to the conclusion that, you are no good. And yet I can tell you right, right now, because I'm with them every day and have conversations with them every day, there are a lot of people who are currently homeless that don't have a problem with drugs and alcohol, that are not on the street because it's their fault. And yet we all get tarred with the same brush. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's multiple reasons. I mean, there's young people on the street today because of, you know, abuse at home yes physical abuse sexual abuse i mean they 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 don't have anywhere else to go they just don't want to be at home and like i said if the cops catch them they take them straight back to the abusive parents yeah it's that's a it's a problem it's a massive problem i guess i mean it's no surprise homelessness is a problem pretty much in every single town across australia probably probably across the whole world Oh yeah, definitely. There's probably no probably about that. It's definitely a problem, a global problem. And where, where you think that there's more empty apartments in Brisbane than there are homeless people, 
that's also a bit of an issue. <laughs> Have you thought about squatting somewhere? Well, that's uh, the laws in Brisbane are actually particularly harsh compared to other areas. Um, they are quite liberal with the public nuisance laws, oh. um, which means that even if you squat down in front of an abandoned building that's not being used by anyone and has a for sale or a for lease sign, mm. because it's private property, you get told to move on. And if they catch you there again, you get arrested and charged with public nuisance. What? Yep. Is it? I th I'm pretty sure. I'll look it up. But I'm pretty sure in uh, in New South Wales. I mean, it all depends on the area and depends on how hard they enforce it. But isn't there like a rule where you can, if you find somewhere, you get squatters' rights after a certain amount of time? That place is. Uh, if you can, if you can get any access to it without breaking and entering. Um, and yeah, I don't really know any places that are blocked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I actually was my, where I was living when I got evicted from the house right next door is abandoned. I mean, just, what if uh, somebody else breaks into it? <clears throat> <laughs> you no, know, it's no, not you. It's, well, no, and that's the problem is because if you're found in a property, the first thing they're going to ask is how you gained access. Um, and, you know, if you don't have keys to the door and the door's wide open and the lock's not there, then one plus one equals fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess the property would have to be, like, abandoned. Yeah. I guess that's how this right. that's how it works. And, and because all of the, the homeless services are in town, that's where I also have to stay. A lot of them, they, you know, when, because they're getting Centrelink, they can uh, use the public transport and they'll uh, live out in the suburbs and that sort of thing. They've found decent squatting areas, but I, I have to be much more frugal with any money that I have, so I can't afford to catch the massively overpriced public transport in Queensland. Uh, <laughs> Is it overpriced in Queensland? Absolutely. Um, I'm, I'm used to Melbourne public transport where everything in the CBD was free um, and getting halfway across Melbourne would cost me about five bucks uh, and in Brisbane five bucks will barely get you out of the city and there's only a couple of free buses and they're pitiful, they literally just go around a block. It's, it's pretty fucking hilly there too, isn't it? Oh yeah, the, whoever was designing the, the roads in Brisbane spilt spaghetti all over the map and that that was the design. I uh, I stayed, where did I stay? Uh, is it, which street mall? Is it like the Queen Street Mall? Yep. Yeah, so I stayed um, like a couple of hills over and uh, one night I got really fucking wasted <laughs> and I decided to walk into the Queen Street Mall. It's like thursday night maybe like six o'clock yeah completely wasted and i got like maybe three hills deep into my journey and i had to go back because if i got any further then i would have to fucking walk all those hills back <laughs> well it's not only the the hills it's also the fact that they have footpaths that just stop you're just walking along minding your own business and all of a sudden you have to backtrack because no pedestrians can't continue walking down this way this is for cars only right yeah and then you get to like these intersections and you've got like five roads pointing into one intersection 
and then you've got to like cross one bit and then you've got to cross another bit <laughs> and another bit just to get down the one street that you're already on. Yep. That's why that's why it's so that's why it's so expensive to get anywhere. Well, that and most governments are addicted to money, so if they can get it from you, they will. Queensland's pretty big though. They can get it from from maybe they should sell some of their fucking land. <laughs> or do what uh, WA's gonna do and fucking exit. You yeah, I've been reading about that actually. That's an interesting move. Seeing as how they've got all the resources that the rest of the country is relying on, they've got a pretty that's, strong bargaining condition. That's why, yeah. I, I reckon it'd be an interesting move. I reckon WA. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go to another country. I'm going to another country this weekend. I'm going to Western Australia. <laughs> that sounds really cool, right? Oh, I still can't understand the the whole states thing because you know New Zealand is just. New Zealand. I grew up with a country where it's the same rules and the same laws right. everywhere. Yeah, and you've got, I, you've got islands. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucked. But uh, over here, it's just the the rules, the the changes and differences between the states uh, just seem so arbitrary. Like they have to stand out from each other. You know, it's like a, a bunch of girls on a Friday night. You know, they're all wearing tiny dresses, but one's sparkly, one's blue, one's red. You know, just so they look different. Says someone who who lives in a country that used to be New South Wales. Yeah, but you're just then we fucking got smart. jealous now. No, nah, we got smart, mate. <laughs> you got smart. That's why you live in Queensland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I like to look at it from afar. I don't like to be in it. I just like to watch it. Well, I, uh, well, like I say to most people, New Zealand is a beautiful country to visit, just not to live. Yeah, I, I, it's nice there. That's probably it's, the see, extent of you what see, I can that's, say about it. It. <laughs> That is it. It's a nice country if you're visiting. But the cost of living is almost on par with Australia, but the wages are much lower. That's why there's a million Kiwis in, in Australia, because we get over here and we get addicted to the higher wages. I guess that's how um, Mexicans feel about America. Yeah, except they break the law by literally crossing the border. So, <laughs> well, you can't really do that. You you would have a hard time with your arms if you did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this is this is where uh, one of the people I I talk with regularly they're saying how unfair it is with uh, you know the so all the what are they calling that dreamers being deported and i'm like well what would happen if an american illegally entered mexico or canada they would be deported <laughs> because those countries have immigration laws and they enforce them yeah that's but true for, for some reason america is just supposed to let everyone in because of some fruity poem on a statue in new york yeah, we when we when we say New Zealanders, come on in, have a go at our economy, give us all your money, but yeah. uh, we're and not going to help off. you out. <laughs> no, no, don't fuck off. Just uh, stay here because we're collecting New Zealanders now. Yeah, basically. we're just collecting them. Well, I mean, your rugby team would be shit without us. That's for sure. Uh, <clears throat> uh, what? Sorry. <laughs> Our rugby team is the best in the world. 
they uh, exit when they're donated. <laughs> you trust me, I, I was getting the dirtiest looks the other week because um, my scarf is a silver fern scarf, so it's got New Zealand emblazoned over it. It's black and white, and I was wearing it the morning after the Wallabies lost, and I was getting the dirtiest looks from passers-by. Like, yeah, we know you're homeless, but you're a fucking Kiwi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're probably walking past you going, yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> Although I did like this one chap who took his took the time out of his day to stop and accost me and say, well, stop bludging off the government and get a job. And I went, I don't get anything from the government. Well, did he say that, did well, he say that with a, a New Zealand accent? No, he was, a, he was an Aussie. I, I okay. can't do your... Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you get off voice. Yeah, get a job. Um, but, yeah, he basically first accused me of being a doll bludger, and when that utterly failed, he then accused me of being lazy. Um, of course, he was starting to walk away at that point because he realised, uh, shit, I've fucked up here. <laughs> he is probably so used to saying it to all of the homeless Aussies that he didn't realise that we're not exactly in the same boat. Yeah, you're like you're like a a child with leukemia when somebody walks into a, an emergency ward and there's a kid crying just in the corner. People are gonna think, "Oh, fucking oh, fuck kids so. with the fucking flu! Come on! <laughs> oh, fucking get out of here! I don't want you to cough and all." Oh no, he has leukemia. Oh, he has leukemia. Yeah. Oh shit! I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, it's awkward. He's gonna die easy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The moral of that story: don't try and try not to die. <laughs> well, and this is this is also why I'm so appreciative of the the people that have helped me. Um, I mean, there were a couple of charity streams that got some money in there. Yeah, and they uh, go. Yeah. Well, uh, Thun Thunderfluff or yeah, uh, the Skeptic Llama. His one raised two hundred bucks. That was well, that's awesome. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jack Jack's got me forty three. Um, again, that's nothing to sniff at because that's literally a week's worth of food for me. Yeah, so, wow. That's really good. Know, um, yeah, I've had a few other people uh, contribute directly to me, uh, which has definitely been a boon. I've, uh, I've now got hand cream. Uh, <laughs> wow, now you can whack it in style. I know, right? But oh. um, it's actually because I've got um, exfoliative keratinitis, which basically means that without... Uh, a moisturizer my hands peel like i've got leprosy um and i've well, gone mine, without it mine does months. too when i get lonely <laughs> but um basically when you're going in for job interviews and that if you the first thing you do is shake hands and yeah. when your hand literally looks like it's about to fall off your body that's a bad step so that's a that's a warning sign yeah <laughs> warning sign and this guy this is, is not going to be a hand model why no. is he applying for this job? <laughs> Look at that hand. And, and it is a sad state, but they say 50% of the interview is in the first 10 seconds, and it's just the, the look, and that's why, you know, I have to try to maintain my health and my appearance, even though I'm on the street, because if I do get an interview, I have to look as good as possible. That's even why I try to touch them job. within the first 10 minutes. <laughs> how, Open does now. That, how does that go for you? Goes pretty good, actually. It does. <laughs> I don't get. I don't get a, a job now. Like I, I've already got a job, so you know I've got nothing to lose. <laughs> oh, oh, so you just go for to the interview so you can tongue kiss strangers? 
Obviously. It's a step up from what I used to do. I used to go to stables to open mouth kiss horses. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. Yeah, you and Nietzsche both, mate. That's it. <laughs> sure <is> sick, <laughs> yeah. all right how about uh we'll wrap this up now how long have we been okay. going for no idea uh so on, let's have a look yeah about 45 minutes that's about the the size of my podcasts now i think the first two podcasts i did for were like an hour and a half but i think this is a reasonable time for people to keep their to keep their Something, well, something. Especially if you're going to expose them to my bloody accent. I mean, yeah, I, I, I expect I, the calls from lawyers, mate. <laughs> I've got to now download this and actually add subtitles because people <laughs> don't really understand the New Zealand accent. Yes, we're kind of hard to understand, bro. Well, oh, it's not our eh? <laughs> You know, you know, you probably you. And there's no probably about it because I don't know how easily you have access to televisions. But uh, when I'm when I'm watching TV and I'm watching Motorway Patrol, oh yes, <laughs> I can only tolerate it for a few minutes. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it seems so foreign. Yeah, it is like, yep. and I love Highway Patrol. Highway Patrol is awesome because. Highway Patrol is mainly filmed in New South Wales. And it's it's so great because it's like looking at your own backyard. And you know what? I can I can also tolerate cops in America. Yeah. But as soon as Motorway Patrol comes on, that's the New Zealand version of it. Yeah. I just, I don't know if it's the accent or they keep letting fuckers go. Like, <laughs> oh, no, Brit, you're okay. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't realize I couldn't do 120 down here. Oh, that's all right, bro. I'll just tell your mum. You go ahead. I'll, I'll scutter over to your mum's house and let her know what you've done, and she might give you a spanking when you get home. Nah, it's the best, oh, thanks. Bro. I've got to go down to the shops now. Did you want anything, Dad? Oh, no, nah, no, nah, that's all right, bro. You're okay. <laughs> just cannot tolerate it at all. Oh, for me, it's the, the main presenter, that bald cop that's just trying to be so stern with everything he says and it just comes off as a bit of a, a tosser but yeah they all look the same to me <laughs> that's racist oh they they're either maori or they're white and most of the time oh, come on. No, there's a white you, cop you in a maori in a car no no you haven't watched it enough mate because most of them are actually the asians they're like oh i i know no i know no <laughs> <laughs> and yet they still they get let off as well okay, so like, you yeah, have, no you, you can't drive have... down the wrong way on the motorway okay now you now get on the right side and go about your day <laughs> that's like the australian version as well they're there's, they're either indian people or they're asian people and they're always the, the, the you always get that one cop and the voiceover going now he didn't believe that this guy didn't know where he was going <laughs> And in New Zealand, it'd be like, and he didn't believe that that guy didn't know where he was going. Ah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Now, now we're Welsh. <laughs> I was going to say, you, you, you feel right at home now, don't you? <laughs> oh, nah, bro. You're okay. Eh? 
Oh, hey. Um, sorry, hey, darling, but you've got to really try harder with the enunciation. Oh, that's right. Because it's it, it is like it's ninety percent Australian. Yeah, but with fucked dialect. <laughs> yeah, it's basically because we use the lower guttural, um, whereas Australians use the sides of their mouth and, and the 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 upper palate to produce produce most of their vowels, because we speak Maori and the Maori is a, is a very guttural language. We've learned to use the the throat to. That's why you don't see Kiwis' mouths move when we speak, because we just we're all ventriloquists. We just speak from the throat. So why don't we see more New Zealand ventriloquists then? Uh, it's because we don't actually realise that we're ventriloquists, because to us it's just talking. Well, we do, but they don't get out of the country. <laughs> yeah, There's we, too many of them. Nah, we lock them up for witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> Demon doll. <laughs> nah, that's my brother. But then why is your hand up his ass? Oh, he likes it. <laughs> he loves it. He loves it right up his bottle. Yeah, I think I'm losing the accent now. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, so as, as you're doing the editing, it's going to haunt you. Yeah, I, I'll practice it. <laughs> I'll practice it. Um, so let's just uh, direct people to the GoFundMe, which is down in the description. If you want to help a Kiwi out, you don't want him on the street. Nobody, nobody wants him on the street. Yeah, you, I'm, I'm dangerous enough when I've actually got a place that locks me up at night. Uh, you know, running wild, no telling what I'll do. Fact, he <laughs> is an arsonist. <laughs> so get him off the street. You don't want your local parks burnt down. Fire deserves freedom too. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly what pyros say. <laughs> that's the pyro motto, the potto. And uh, if you've got any opportunities, sexual or otherwise, head to his Twitter. Yeah, I will literally awesome. take any job that isn't illegal entirely. You know, it's uh, it's legal to work in a brothel. Yeah, not the things that I do, mate. Meh. <laughs> 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 <Man. laughs> and there it is. There's the sheep <laughs> reference. We almost made it. We almost made it without the sheep reference. <laughs> oh, oh. And that's where we'll end it. <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you for giving me your time. I'm, uh, you know. Oh, thanks for sharing my story. That's all right. You have a fun time in the library, and uh, if you see my auntie, say uh, what's up. Yeah, I, I definitely will. Now that I know her name, and what she looks like. Yeah, and you know all the details of her now. I'm just going to walk around looking for a lion. That's right, a lioness. <laughs> I mean, she was a lion, but then there was Hey, that. hey, I don't like, like to assume gender, all right? <laughs> no, yeah. She was, and now she's not. So there was that brief time where she kind of was and she wasn't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Ah, it's all good, brother. And uh, thanks for tuning in, people. And I'll see you next time. See us. Bye.